You've found the Everything Apostolic Podcast. Delight your soul, feed your spirit, and sharpen your mind with anointed teaching and discussion on subjects such as faith healing, miracles, end-time prophecy, holiness, and everything that apostolics love. And now here's your host, pastor, author, blogger, and teacher, Charles Rodas. You have just reached everything apostolic, and it's so good to be with you again today. This is Brother Rodas, and I'm going to take a scripture from Ephesians chapter 6. Now, I'm going to talk about spiritual warfare. Of course, this is a great subject, very complex, exhaustive subject. But for the little time I'm going to be on here today, I'm going to share one passage with you, basically refer to some others maybe. But we're going to talk about Ephesians chapter 6, because you are in a spiritual warfare, even when you don't realize it. Okay, I'm in a spiritual warfare sometimes, and I know this subject fairly well, I believe, after 40 years of, you know, more than 40 years of being in the church. Um, But sometimes I forget that I'm in a spiritual battle, I'm in a spiritual war, um, and and. There are times I, and no doubt you, we try to fight the battle we're in, in our flesh, in our own carnality, by our own reasoning and logic, and we're not going to win that way, you know, because we're not fighting a battle like that. We're fighting an invisible war. We have an invisible enemy. There's a host of them, but there's no need to be afraid. Some people don't want to listen to a a teaching like this. They just e- e- evade it. They just, you know, they're afraid. But, you know, there's no reason to be afraid at all. There's no reason, absolutely no reason to be afraid of any of this because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. You know, God's got your back and you don't have to be an expert on this subject. But it's good to have some information. You know, the Bible says that we're not ignorant of Satan's devices. And if you study a little bit about military, and let's say the United States, mili- United States uh, military is, is, is the most powerful military in the world. It's been believed. Now, do you think the United States just sits back and waits for an altercation or a problem before trying to learn something about their enemy? No. The United States, I guarantee you, has spies throughout the world right now. No doubt we have spies. We have, you know, recons. I mean, name it, whatever they want to call it. We've got them all over the world right now learning about our enemies and potential enemies. In this world, Russia and China and Japan and North Korea and, uh, you know, Afghanistan, you know, all these places. We've got satellites that are way up in the sky that can see down, they say, and they can read a quarter that's laying on the ground. I mean, they these things can pinpoint and see and read information. And they do this, why? To learn about potential enemies and what they're doing at the moment, 
Why? Because knowledge is power. That's just an old saying, but it's true. The more you know about something, that gives you power, uh, that gives you uh, the possibility or the probability of you know, being in control and having victory in a situation. So let me read Ephesians chapter 6, and I'm going to read verses 11 and 12. All right, so starting at 11, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil, the wiles of the devil, the tricks of the devil. You know, he's always got something up his sleeve. And I've said this lots of times, and I've said it on a podcast before. If you listen to all my podcasts, no doubt you've heard me say that the devil cannot read your mind. He does not know what's in your heart. And he only knows about you what you allow him to know about you. And he, you know, he learns about you by your actions and your reactions. Okay, because a lot of our problem today as individuals, as Christians, and even the unsaved, a lot of the problem that we face is not the devil. It's our own flesh. Our flesh gets us in trouble. And so really our flesh is our biggest enemy, in my opinion. If there was no devil, your flesh would be still giving you a headache and giving you a problem every day because Paul said in this flesh dwells no good thing. So that's an enemy within itself. But let's take a look at verse 12. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Now I can break this down for us, but let me just make this simple, okay? If we break it down, you you would get a better understanding. But you you know, if you're into this subject, you, you've heard the breakdown. The point is, we've got spiritual enemies just about everywhere we go, just about everything we do. There's always something. Listen, my personal belief is most of the sicknesses we're facing today have an evil spirit have a demon power in it, all right? I could show you scripture after scripture in the Bible that were healed, where, where Jesus healed them, and he healed them by casting out the spirit. He even called blindness a blind spirit and a deafness a deaf spirit. Now, am I saying every time? Listen, I'm not God, of course. But I'm telling you what the Bible says. A lot of these things that we're facing and fighting, a lot of the sickness, a lot of the disease, and they're, they're demons, they're evil spirits. They've come to kill, steal, and destroy. But you, with the name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, and the Holy Ghost indwelling you, you've got more power than any spirit on this earth because, hey, God is backing you because he said, whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. And that simply means you've got all of heaven backing you when you say it. It's like that credit card that you've got. You know, you've got credit. You've got good credit. When you swipe that MasterCard, okay, you don't even worry about it. You know you're not maxed out. 
Now, if you might be maxed out, you might be worried about it, okay? <laughs> but if you're not maxed out and you know you're not close, you don't even think twice about swiping that MasterCard or that Visa or whatever. Why? Because that company is backing you. They've already promised to give you credit, and they're backing you in that. How much more is heaven, God, and the angels backing us in what we're doing today, in everything we're doing? You know, he's not, he didn't go to heaven when he resurrected and then, you know, ascended into the heavens and his 11 disciples were standing there and they watched him go up into the clouds. Let me tell you something. He did not leave them. He did not leave you and I powerless. He did not leave us power. Acts 1 and 8 says, but you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And you've probably heard it defined, but let me mention that word power there in Acts 1 and 8 is the word Greek word dunamis, and it literally comes from the, the, the word English word we have for dynamite. It's like a powerful stick of dynamite. There is, we have power. You have power as a Holy Ghost-filled, Jesus-name, apostolic believer. You have power, Jesus said, to go and cast out devils. Heal the sick, raise the dead. Now, we don't do that in ourselves, in our own flesh. We know that. We do that because we have power. So, Paul said, We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against what? Principalities, against powers. Sure, we're wrestling against all of these demonic forces in high places. There's demonic spirits in our government. They're they're in Washington, D.C. I don't care who's president, who's not. It doesn't matter who's there. Demonic forces are controlling these world governments. Okay, I don't care how much a world leader might say he's a Christian and he might be some type of a Christian, but there is so much demon power, even in our government in the United States, so much evil that is controlled by evil men and evil women. That's why the fight for abortion is on, okay? Sure, there's been an overturning of Roe v. Wade and all of that, but I'm telling you what, the Democrats, they're they're not done, all right? They're going to do everything they can to oppose that, and I thank God that's been overturned because for, what, for the last 50 years or whatever, too many babies have been aborted and murdered by the hands of uncaring and loving people. But I'll tell you what, God has answered some prayers of some praying people to turn that over and reverse Roe v. Wade. So we're not wrestling against flesh and blood. We're wrestling all right. We're fighting. We're in a warfare. We're in a fight. We're in a grappling match. Uh, you know, Paul said, I, I, I'm not fighting and, and, and pounding against the air, in other words. In other words, it may look like I'm not hitting anything, but I'm hitting something when I'm praying. When you're praying, you're hitting something. All right? When you're coming against spirits and you're coming against demon powers, against your children and against your relationships and your marriage and your spouse and your job and you're taking authority and you're commanding devils to get out. See, it doesn't have to be a possession. Sometimes there's spirits 
that will just get up in your home and they'll disturb your family and drop bad dreams into your mind at night and when you're sleeping and try to come into your job and disturb and torment your children at night with fear and your grandchildren and and all kinds of crazy stuff. But I'm telling what well, you've got power to come against that because we are in a warfare, but we're winning. Hallelujah. We're on the winning side. We're on the winning side. Sure, you you got to fight in this warfare. You've got weapons and you've got to use them in Jesus' name. Mark 16, Jesus said, the believer, he didn't say the preacher, the believer, he didn't say the pastor, the believer, he didn't say the apostle or the prophet. He said the believer. Are you a believer? You, I know you're a believer. You're listening. You believe You believe enough to turn on this podcast. You are a believer. And Jesus said in Mark 16, the believer shall cast out devils. Listen, you may not ever cast a devil out of a possessed person like the man of the, the, at the tombs, the legion, as he was called, had over had thousands of demons. You may never cast the devil out like that, but you may cast them out of your home. You may cast them out of your presence. You may cast them out of your mind. You may cast them away from your children and your grandchildren. Amen. Your kids come home from school and they're tormented and they're crying and they've been bullied and all kinds of whatever's going on. Listen, you can pray over them and bind that. Say, you, you foul spirit, I bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. I command this to stop. And you take authority over it in the name of Jesus. Well, I think God's already done all that. No, no, he did. He said, I give, behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and over scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. He didn't say, I'm going to do it for you. He said, I've given you power. God's people have sat back too long. I said, God's people have sat back too long. Praise God. I want you to hold just for a moment for an important message. Have you been blessed and encouraged by everything apostolic? This is Brother Rodas. There's two ways you can support this ministry financially. Number one, you can go to charlesarodas.com and purchase one of our books. Or number two, uh, you could support Everything Apostolic for as little as 99 cents a month. There's a support link on each of our podcasts. Thanks for considering. I want to make sure that you knew about my book called The Urgent Need of the Hour. The subtitle is Revival Praying. Hi, this is Charles Rodas. If your prayer life needs reviving or you want to learn how to pray intercessory prayer and break through with great answers to prayer, I do encourage you to get this book. Now, I do want to read you a few testimonies. Now, a lady by the name of T. Bright writes, After reading this, I have a better understanding and drive to pray. And Christy W. writes, the chapter through the veil will make you put this book down and pray immediately. Great points of help all throughout this book. Brandon C. says, this is an absolutely incredible resource that will light a fire under you. One more, Shelley says, 
other than the Bible, of course, this is one of the most important books I've ever read. Such wisdom and knowledge. Now, you can get The Urgent Need of the Hour on Amazon, or you can get it on my website at charlesarotis.com. Well, I hope you take a look at it. God bless. Yeah, so like I was saying, we are in a spiritual warfare. So again, Ephesians 6, 12, 4, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. When Listen, your ne- neighbor's yelling over the fence at you and cussing you out, or you, your, your supervisor is just doesn't like you, all right? Or other people are giving you problems, I mean, something's going on you've got to understand that's sure that's flesh but that's also they're they're motivated by spirits oh yeah there's they're motivated by demon powers and they don't like you see because you're blood-bought and they want to torment you he he's come to steal kill and destroy and that and that includes your victory if the devil can take your victory through the job through relationships and that that one that's acted all crazy right now in your life, possibly. Listen, you got to understand, there, there's more than flesh involved most of the time. There's, there's devils that get in people and get in their minds, and they get hateful and ugly, and they don't like God's people. All oh, these these spirits know when you when you when when you walk into a room and you walk into a place, they recognize you because you carry the name of Jesus. These spirits recognize you because you have the Holy Ghost and your blood bought. You're covered by the blood. Yeah, and they begin to disperse many times, and they want to get away, but then they get somebody that's really bold, see, and full of the devil, and they'll come up and try to start something with you. All right. But don't fear. Sure, the devil is as a roaring lion. He walks about seeking whom he may devour. But that's why you've got to be praying all the time. That's why you've got to stay in prayer. That's why every day you've got to have a prayer life. Don't, don't, don't plan on casting the devil out of a situation if you haven't prayed since he's at church. All right? There's people that pray only when they go to church. Let me tell you, you're, you're as weak as sun tea. All right? Yeah, you're, you're weak. See, it takes seven days, seven days to make a week. But if you haven't prayed since you've been in church, unless you was in church a few minutes ago, but if you're only praying at church and you don't have a, a daily prayer life, brother, sister, listen, you've got to get you a prayer life. If you want to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might, James said, resist the devil and he will flee from you. But before that, if you read the verse, he says, submit yourself, therefore, to God, then resist the devil and he'll flee from you. But if you haven't submitted since last church service, or you haven't even, some people aren't even submitting at church. They go to church. They walk in spiritually dead. They leave spiritually dead because they don't reach out. Not that it's the preacher's fault or the church's fault, but but some people just are not seeking the face of God, including church. Listen, we've got to have a fire among us. We've got to have a holy fire and a holy zeal. Resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Why? Because we're in a spiritual battle, spiritual warfare. 
yes, the believer can cast out devils. You don't have to wait till you get to church. You've got power. What do you think you've got all that dynamite inside of you for? So you just lay there? You've got, when you received the Holy Ghost, you received with the Holy Ghost power. It didn't come later. You're full of power right now. You're full of power. But you're going to have to stir it up with praying, seeking the face of God, fasting. Yeah, the Bible says that the devil, Satan, he's the prince and power of the air. These these angelic spirits, they can move like at lightning speed. Angels and demon spirits, they're all fallen. Demons are fallen, fallen angels. And so you've got those fallen angels from heaven. And then you've got angels, good angels, and they can move at lightning speed. They can travel very fast. I say at lightning speed. The Bible doesn't say that. But we have that belief. Okay, it's very, very possible they can move at fast pace. But they are not omnipresent like God. They don't have the capability to read your mind, to read your heart like God. They are not omnipresent. They are not everywhere at the same time. But they can show up. They can get word. And they can show up. People carry spirits. Listen, people carry evil spirits. What people? Sinners carry them, for sure. All right? I don't think there's any sinners out there not carrying some kind of evil spirit. You say, well, that's crazy, Brother Rodas. Well, you can think it's crazy if you want. Okay? But they get involved in all kinds of junk. They get involved in all this violence on TV and all this pornography. And they get involved in sleeping around. And they get involved in all these things. They're picking up devils. They're picking up evil spirits. Oh, yeah, we, we live in a real world here. And what you see with your eye is only a fraction of what's, what's out there. What you see with your two eyes is, is really a small mo- amount of what's going on in this world because the invisible world is more real than the physical world. That's right. Praise God. Satan is the prince and power of the air. God is not. God can crush Satan in a moment with, with just with a flick of his little finger. He can crush Satan and destroy him. But he was cast out of glory. He was cast out of heaven. And Jesus said when the disciples came back after casting out devils, they said, oh, we've been casting out devils in your name. And they were so excited. He said, don't rejoice over that. Rejoice that your name's written in heaven. But he said, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Okay? So, yeah, when you're casting out devils and you're binding and loosing, the devil is being cast out, and and he's cast out fast. Praise God, because you've got power on the inside of you. I want to encourage somebody today. Don't be afraid, but to use your weapons I've mentioned. Scripture says in one place that that the devil has come down with great wrath. Great wrath. You know why he's angry? Because he's losing. He's losing. He does not know the plan of God. He does not know the mind of God. Satan does not know the mind of God. He does not know God's plans. Okay? 
So he is angry. He's limited in knowledge because he's an angel. The Bible even tells, tells us that the angels are just slightly above us as far as being in might and power. All right? So the angels are not gods. They're just a little above humanity. But through the name of Jesus and the Holy Ghost and the being blood-bought, blood, like I said, that blood covers you. Oh, the devil can't even get to you. Praise God. He could shoot thoughts into your mind, and he'll know what you're thinking in a sense by how you act and how you respond to those fiery darts, those those thoughts that he sends to your mind. I, I'm sending thoughts to your mind right now. I'm sending thoughts by talking to you. And so those devils, they have that ability to do that. And see, you're going to respond by what I'm saying. Okay, you're going to respond all day long by what people say to you. You're going to have a response, good or bad. That's just the way life is. It's how it is. We all respond all day long. And so the devil is sending these thoughts at times. Probably not him. Just one of his little little peons, one of his little, you know, one of his little privates somewhere. Oh, thank you, Jesus, for the Holy Ghost. You have that power of Acts 1 and 8 inside of you right now. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Stop fighting people. Stop arguing with people. Family wants to argue with you. Quote, unquote, friends want to argue with you. Somebody at church wants to argue with you. Hopefully not. But you know what? You're, you're not fighting against flesh and blood. you got to ignore that. Those are spirits trying to attack you to get you entangled in some type of a web of spirits of bickering and arguing and fighting. See, you've got to be smarter than that. You've got to be stronger than that. See, because we're not wrestling against that flesh and blood junk. Okay, we're wrestling against what principalities and powers against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness. In high places, praise God, praise God. Powerful, powerful, powerful word. Thank God for this word today. Somebody's encouraged. I am just reminding myself that I'm in a spiritual warfare and we're going to fight the good fight of faith and lay hold on eternal life. Jesus said, if I with the finger of God cast out devils, no doubt the kingdom of God has come nigh unto thee. Praise God. David said, he hath taught my hands to war and my fingers to fight. And again, it's not a flesh and blood battle, but we're in a spiritual warfare. Well, I thank you for listening. Thank you for letting me talk in your ear. And hang on just for my last message. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the Everything Apostolic Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and leave a rating and review for it as it provides tremendous feedback to this ministry. Don't forget, more resources are available at www.charlesarodis.com. There you will find Pastor Rodis's books and also the newsletter and a free gift when you subscribe to the newsletter. Until next time, be blessed in Jesus' name.